Hey everybody, happy Thursday and welcome to another episode of Predetermined to Pro Wrestling Hangout. I'm your host Garrett Callender and with me, as always, a man who, if you are actually listening to this on Thursday, the day it comes out, is very, very excited about seeing the new Halloween, as is am I. Derek, we've both seen it at this point. Derek Halpin! I, I, it's kind of weird to hype something up before I've seen it and then to hope it lives up to the hype, but by all accounts, this movie is supposed to be awesome, so... Man, this has been this has been a long time coming. You and I have been following this Halloween franchise since we were fuck what second grade. Yeah, grade? I remember uh, we had a version of tag on the playground that was Michael Myers stabbing you. Yeah, that's 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 some good wholesome playground fun. <laughs> I can't believe the teachers didn't turn us in. This was a different time period. It was the early to mid nineties. I remember there was something uh, along the lines of if you were on his sister's grave that was, like, base, and you couldn't get got. Apparently, yeah, which I think was actually the monkey bars or something. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just excited there's a new Halloween movie out. This is uh, like Christmas, and knowing that Busta Rhymes isn't going to dropkick him, anything could is possible. I think no matter how many times you get burned, it's still a franchise that people get excited about whenever there's a new movie, and I'm right there with it. And Jamie Lee Curtis is backed, and... They're right, rewriting history, and I'm ready for it, and I'm also ready for this new episode, man. Hit our goddamn music. Is there any way to tie Halloween into pro wrestling? Is there any pro wrestler that's ever appeared in any of those movies? Um, I think... It seems like Rob Zombie would have had somebody. Don't hold me to this, but I'm... Well, no, that's what I was going to say. Well, first of all, I think the guy that played Sabretooth in the X-Men movies was the guy they picked to play uh, Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. And I think that guy used to be an ex-wrestler, but I can't think of his name. Tyler Maine. Is that correct? That's the guy's name. I don't know if he was a pro wrestler. Yeah, I don't know. That, I, I just seem to remember that being a thing. Maybe I'm just completely making that up. But didn't DDP do some work with Rob Zombie? He did, but that was in Devil's Rejects. He was a, a hitman. It's six degrees of Rob Zombie right now. Let's see. Well, I'll be damned. Tyler Maine was a wrestler. I yep. typed it in immediately. Let's it. see. He wrestled in all Japan. Yes. Let's see. What else? Uh, he you was, impressed that I knew that? He was, trained by, he was trained by Stu Hart. Holy shit. Yeah. That tie, tying Halloween back to wrestling wasn't difficult. Let's see. He did all Japan pro wrestling, pro wrestling, illustrated Ranked him is the 440th out of 500 in 1991. So back in 1991, he was at the bottom of a long list of potential one-day superstars. He signed with WCW in 1993 under the name Big Sky and teamed with Vinny Vegas. 
<laughs> Do you know who Vinny Vegas is? It says after Vinny left WCW to become Diesel in the WWF. Yeah. Maine was in limbo and left WCW by the end of the year. In 94, he joined uh, Herb Abrams Universal Wrestling Federation and became the only UWF MGM Grand Champion, uh, defeating Stevie Ray to win the vacant title. The important thing to remember from this entire thing is we just found out that Michael Myers teamed with the Super Shredder. <laughs> That's the big takeaway from this from this rabbit hole. Who uh, who else would you like to see them go up against? Who's that? Like, would you like to see that team up against like Mustache Mountain right now? I'll give me AOP versus those guys. <laughs> Please, so I'm gonna go ahead and let you know. Uh, was it Big Big Sky and in, in job into AOP? You you messaged me uh, yesterday about Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, which I've only seen once. I saw it with you. I don't really remember a lot of it, but you brought up the point. There's some serious hard stabbing in that movie. I just remember the whole time I watched that in the theater thinking like, Jesus Christ, this is the first time I've thought this guy is pissed off. Yeah. Like before, he's just kind of a machine. But the way the article I was reading was ranking all the Halloween movies and they put Rob Zombie's Halloween at number two out of 11 or number six out of 11 and said uh, he doesn't stab people as much as he punches knives through their flesh. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we're officially getting into the spirit. I guess you're seeing the movie today as well. Technically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing it at eight o'clock. I'm guessing you're seeing it at seven. Yeah. I'm going to be an hour ahead of you. Yeah. I'm I'm furious about that. Leah has work late so i have to see it one hour later so you blaming the wife for being behind me hey yeah (laughs) yeah i am (laughs) is she present in the room while we're recording no so it's fine and she does not listen to this show so oh so you're not gonna get in trouble do you think there's ever gonna be this is what i'm kind of curious to see what happens i know there's gonna be a last minute situation where you're not gonna be able to record and the only person that's gonna be around is leah and I just can't wait to see what that hour of conversation is going to be. How do you know that that's going to be me? What if happens if it's you? Well, I mean, are you going to do it with Leah? I mean, I would. <laughs> I mean, at some point, this could be you and your girlfriend. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm anticipating the day that it happens. I'm, I'm not saying... have to grab a stranger. I'm not saying that, you, you know, you, you bailed on me altogether, but, you know, you fell down a flight of stairs and you're unconscious. I hope that doesn't happen. At that point, the last thing I should be worried about is the podcast, right? No, it's got to be out on time. <laughs> I knew I knew you were not going to accept that as an answer. I mean, th- we have to get this out. This is like, uh, we're, we're like the mailmen. If it's snowing outside, we're going to stay inside and do a podcast. This has been pretty gruesome. <laughs> um. I will say this. We need to remember to do this before this episode's over. I guess I'll take the time to do it now. We're supposed to be doing a, a Halloween special episode next week, and uh, we're still taking requests from people, uh, our listeners. If there's any Halloween themed matches that you would like us to watch, you need to send us those so that we can check those out and watch them before next week's recording. Um, basically anything. It can be from a Halloween Havoc pay per view. It can be a really gory match. It can be it can be a House of Horrors match. Garrett, anything that you would expect our listeners to submit to us in the in this circumstance? 
Well, I know Chucky from Child's Play did have some moments on the WWE. Maybe that was WCW even. That was definitely WCW. I remember that. But has any other horror icons like his Pinhead ever come out there and done a done a skit with Tyler Breeze? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that was a great dichotomy you you just pulled up there. Like just getting to see the fashion police with I actually I feel like they would like Pinhead's outfits. Did you ever watch Chucky cutting the promo on Rick Steiner from WCW? Yeah, I have. Isn't that just wonderful? It is. I wish he were a full-time manager for somebody. Good Lord. Who would but you anyways, put Chucky as the manager for? Who's Randy in need Orton. of a mouthpiece right now that the little man can uh, take care of? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. He's going to be a gonna, funny manager for AOP, actually. He's going to rip enough. 205 Live to shreds. <laughs> They're not going to be 205 for much longer. 205 died. Ooh, it's a joke. Well, it's just like a, it's, died. it's a Chucky style joke, maybe. I don't. <laughs> I, you More know, like uh, 205 died. And then he stabs his fucking knife <laughs> hand through your chest. Yeah, that's Chucky. That was a great impersonation. I, I watch a lot of child's play. Do you really? I, I really love the Chucky movies, and I don't think that's something you knew about me. And then when I say that, I mean all the way up to the most recent straight-to-video sequels. Like, you stay on top of that. Oh, yeah, I have them. I, are you, those are are you like more on top of the Chucky movies, or are you more on top of pro wrestling? Um, there's a lot more pro wrestling to be watched. <laughs> I could... <laughs> I you seem sad about that. <laughs> Do you wish it was the other way around? Well, like today, before we talked, I watched WWE or the uh, NXT UK show, uh, yeah. just their their pilot episode or whatever you want to call it. And I just thought like, Jesus, I love these. Res like they're just adding. You can tell we're in a good time for pro wrestling because I'm willing to add more shows to this all just the plethora of shit we're already watching. There is so much content. WWE alone is a ridiculous amount of content. But now if you're watching Impact and if you're watching Ring of Honor, if you're watching New Japan, it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> so okay. much stuff. Out of all the things we're watching right now, <clears throat> if you had to cut one, where would you be on cutting something? And this can be any of the promotions that we've talked about. Like not Because I know we haven't been following Impact completely but you know we are starting to follow it a little more so what, I, whatever i don't think. think this is i don't think this is the place in the episode to get that answer from me because <laughs> my answer would probably be impact would it be okay well let's go ahead and talk about impacts uh bound by glory pay-per-view we both watched uh we both watched at least sections of it i think between the two of us we saw the whole show yeah bound for glory 2018 yeah yeah, I, I just finished watching some of that today. I mean, there's been a bunch of controversy surrounding that show anyway, so it's been coming up in, in the news the last couple of days. But uh finally got around to watching some of it. Um, first thing I checked out is I checked out the uh, Tessa Blanchard match against Taya Valkyrie. That was good. And I had a lot That was of a good one. No, I was just going to say, like, I, I haven't seen a ton of Tessa's stuff. Um, I've seen some of it, but, I mean, I got a really good up-close look at her at uh, All In and become a fan. Um, and I really hope that she makes it big. She's got the look. She's really good. And this was just a fun match. I think they had one one botch maybe near the beginning, but the rest of it was really solid. The finish was good. They really kind of sold that Taya could win the match. <clears throat> and uh, I can't. What was the? Do you remember the finish to this? 
Didn't she do like a a, a a code breaker off the top rope? By the way, that's yeah. the one thing I do want to say about Impact. Fuck tons of code breakers everywhere. Is that the new super kick? <laughs> well, they need their own thing. You know, they no one's just code breaker and all over the place. But how Jericho. sick was that code breaker? Yeah, it's fucking brutal. Boy, off the top rope about halfway across the ring. Yeah. There's a lot that could go wrong there. I think what I am learning from watching all these different promotions is now I'm more willing to watch all of them, but just watch sections of all of them. Yeah. Because at this point, I really want to tune in to see Tessa Blanchard. She's one of the people that I'm enjoying following. But does it? I was going to ask, does it make you happy? Because we've expressed some of our frustrations with the way Ring of Honor handles their women's division. But does it make you happy seeing it flourishing maybe in, in, in impact in other places besides just WWE. Well, and it, yes, it does. It makes me happy that, you know, impact is able to do, they had this great title match, but they also had another women's match on the pay-per-view that had a story to go along with it and wasn't for a belt. And it was yeah. really fucking weird. Like, you know, going, it seems like they're still kind of following the, uh, like the weird shit they were doing with the Hardys where they have Allie basically doing a Buffy the Vampire Slayer segment where she has to go to the dark realm and is like fighting demons and shit. And I was enjoying the absolute fuck out of that. <laughs> like I, I called Leah into the room and I said, I know you don't give a shit about wrestling, but I know you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and this might interest you. Uh, what was the first thing? I wrote down a quote from her because who is... Who are they? From out your there wife? With? I wrote, yeah. Fuck. What did she? What's that guy's name? He looks like the devil. She, she called him. Is that Death Fieri? What the fuck is that? Guy's is that a name? reference I'm supposed to get? Well, you know Guy Fieri. Oh, but this was the devil that let her down. <laughs> fuck. I can't remember. It's an old wrestling manager, and he just looks like Satan. Well, not a good joke if you can't say who it is. <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed. You know, getting to see two solid like women segments, but there's so much other shit that happened on this show that there are really just shades of TNA peeking out of there where I was like, you, you have a good thing going, but the problem is if they have a really good pay-per-view, they've got so many eyes on them that are ready to criticize that if you start sliding around, like, you know, slipping and fucking up, it's going to be like, oh, yep, that's impact. I think that this is a weird comparison to make maybe, but I feel like some of the issues impact is going to have going forward, even as they, they are, they've definitely improved. I don't think anybody can deny that. And it's become a very, very watchable product. I would compare them to the way a lot of people viewed Sega in like the mid to late nineties where they had been burned so many times before with some bullshit. It took a while for them to trust them again. And by that time, it was actually too late. But uh, Impact is doing good things right now. But like you said, there's going to be a lot of people like not sure if it's going to last. Well, I watched... Okay, yeah. And one of the things that... Maybe this looked excellent on paper. They did a match called a Concrete Jungle match. And what that amounted to is it was a hardcore match, but they took the canvas and mats off the ring. So it was just exposed boards. But well, guess, isn't that Chompa's thing? Yeah, but guess what happens when you take all of the goddamn canvas and mats off? 
Those boards are sliding fucking everywhere. You don't have traction when trying to run on them. You're about to break your ankle as your feet is sliding through the cracks. There's a referee with gloves on trying to reposition them constantly throughout the match and also not get his fingers crushed. It was like it started making me look back at just other gimmick matches that seemed like a good idea at the time. Like what was the one where Terry Funk was on the back of a truck or something? Oh, fuck. You know what I'm talking about, though, where they had a match on the back of, like, a semi-trailer? Yes. It just it felt like something like that. Where like, this is going to look... Was that look- WCW? That was. That was a WCW. Oh, my God. It may have not even been Terry Funk, but I just remember the match itself where they were kind of inside of a cage on the back of a truck, like, fighting in hay bales. <laughs> and you know somebody's like, this is going to look amazing. We're going to have helicopter shots. It's gonna look, and this had to have been like, oh, it's gonna be so painful. But really, you're it's just like watching. a Dusty Rhodes idea. <laughs> I didn't think the boards would be flopping around like that. <laughs> we got to make sure the ref's wearing the glove, otherwise he might lose a finger. <laughs> it was. I turned him into the ladies' man for some reason. Yeah, that's shit. Yeah, count that one, two, three. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna ask now. Rest in peace, Dusty. Uh, let's see. What else was on this? There were. I didn't see any of this concrete jungle. I mean, was it just brutal? Like, it was just. Or did this have you on the edge because it felt like <clears throat> things could go wrong? It looked like it was supposed to be brutal, but I was watching just kind of a match of guys sliding around on boards. <laughs> Where I mean, it looked like it hurt, but it didn't look like it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> like they scrapped that idea of like halfway into it. Yeah, like, it never just there again. was there was nowhere for that to go that it was going to be awesome. There was just uh, there was too much arranging of things. Did you happen to catch the uh, the six man tag match between uh, Pentagon Junior, Phoenix, Brian Cage, and then Sammy Callahan, Jake Christ, and Dave Christ? No, I missed this one, and this is one I was excited about. What? Uh, how did that go? This was a lot of fun. Um, there was, I mean, they had some great chemistry, and fuck, once again, Sammy Callahan getting in a spit spot, and who did he spit Pen- on? Fucking uh, Pentagon. Ah, uh, don't spit on him. Yeah, it was a bad idea. And uh, fucking Brian Cage just looked like a monster in this match. He was just deadlifting guys into moves left and right. And the I don't since you didn't see this match, the one of the the ending spot in the match is fucking um, Dave Chris, Jake Chris, and uh, Sammy Callahan are just kicking a stunned Brian Cage in the face over and over and over again. He's like, he's knocked down a bit and then he like comes back and he's just not going down. And they eventually like triple team him and they fucking, they beat him that way. But like, he looks like a monster go like coming out of this match and he's the current X division champion. And he's just like, we've talked about this before. He's not your prototypical X division champion. If that makes any sense. Like, he's a small guy, but looks enormous. Is he small? He's not as tall as you'd think he is. Is that your, Is that what you mean? Like, he's still, like, jacked. Oh, and... I mean, he's jacked as hell. Like, he just, you know, when you look at guys that are in the X division, you think more of, like, an AJ Styles body type. Yeah. Or something like that. Not Brian Cage, who, when you look at him, he looks like the size of what wrestlers used to be. But then, you know... It all in, we saw him go face-to-face with Billy Gunn, and Billy Gunn looked like he was a head taller than him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess that's true. I forgot. Like, yeah, Billy Gunn did shrink him, but it doesn't appear that way on TV. At least with with these guys in the ring with him, I think he still towered over these the rest of the guys in the ring. I think in a division of you know just wrestlers that are a little bit smaller than they used to be, he still looks like a monster on TV. Yeah. He still looks awesome. And I mean, I don't want to make it seem like in person he doesn't look awesome because I fucking love Brian Cage. But yeah, he's just, I was always surprised. You see the pictures of him and he's just so jacked. And anytime I've met him, I've always been surprised that he doesn't tower over me more. The other thing I take away from this match, Phoenix is so amazing at how he uses the ropes in his offense. Oh, like all the bouncing up and over and like. Yes. Like a fucking, it's like, he's a fucking acrobat. He's a superhero. And they said he was a Spider-Man in New York City, which is a pretty apt description Oh, what I mean, he looked if, like in this match. If WWE were able to get Phoenix, that would be a huge get for them. Kids would fucking love Phoenix on that show. Absolutely. Haven't there been rumors about Phoenix and Pentagon going there? I heard they uh, they have turned them down. Really? Yeah, which, God, I, I just don't know where anything, anyone's going right now. I feel like there's just so many rumors about so many wrestlers leaving like you know the bullet club and those Is guys that Tama Tonga working you everything we're, we're getting worked from everywhere do you know what's going on with that no clue no clue and you know what they're For- fucking geniuses because what we'd spend three months talking about all in leading up to it and yeah. now they've set a timer for like two and a half months we don't know what it's for and we're going to be talking about it for two and a half months yeah, for anyone who's not in on this, uh, on on social media, tomatonga has been alluding to the fact that the Bullet Club is essentially coming to an end as we know it, and that a bunch of the guys are leaving for WWE. He's been outright saying that, not alluding to it. He's been saying it. But and Bullet Club have been, you know, Nick and Matt and Cody have all been talking about, you know, this is our last Bullet Club style shirt. And yes, they've been adding to it. Yeah, and then on BTE showing the timer, and they're just really, really fucking with us right now, and they know what they're doing. Yeah. Honestly, I think what's going to happen is I think that there's going to be a split up where they get to be the elite, and Tama Tonga gets the Bullet Club. I thought for a long time Bullet uh, Nick and Matt need to not have all the guns and shit on their shirts anymore. I feel like they're going to sell even more if they don't have all that on it. Do you feel like, are you sure? Because that's a pretty marketable logo. That's It's part of the, the appeal of why that shirt sells so much is how it looks. It's been parodied and redone a million times. I'm not saying that they won't be successful without it. I'm just saying that I don't know what merch they're going to come up with that's as iconic. It's like the fucking NWO shirt of, of the last couple years. But think about how many shirts those guys have sold. They can put anything on a shirt and they print money. Right, but I'm betting nothing comes close to selling what those Bullet Club shirts sell. I mean, we'll see. If they end up getting a TV deal somewhere and, you know, get more exposure. What if they really are signing with WWE? That's a lot to handle. Because you got to remember, at the end of All In, didn't Cody just say they're all sticking together? Yeah, he did. So what if they all He didn't say they weren't going anywhere. He just said they were sticking together. So this could be like the, the invasion where now the the elite show up and just fuck everything up for everybody on WWE and just take all the belts. We're, we're fucking with people's heads right now. Hopefully. Well, you know, you fantasy book some things and, uh, <laughs> yeah, 
Maybe it was a package deal. Maybe they were like, you can have, you can't have any one of us, but you can have all of us for X amount of dollars. Okay, you have all five guys from the Bullet Club on WWE television. Who gets what belts? Because they get all the belts. <laughs> Are you making me pick? Yeah, making you a signed belt. Hangman Page, U.S. champ. Nope, that's Cody's belt. He gets the U.S. belt. He's the American Nightmare. Why not? Yeah, fair enough. But. He- Brandon? I feel like even Cody's like, I'm bigger than this belt. Well, he'll make the belt big. That's what you're supposed to do. The belt doesn't make the man. The man makes the belt. Don't you know anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really kind of got off course here. We were talking about Bound for Gloria. What else did you watch? I mean, other than the main event, which is the the ending of that match has been causing a lot of controversy the last few days. Well, I watched the uh, Eli Drake Open Challenge which the whole crowd really, really thought Jericho was showing up. Nope. He did. It was Abyss. <laughs> no, it wasn't Abyss. Before Abyss, it was James fucking Ellsworth. Well, nobody gives a shit about that part. Yeah, but that was the longest part of the match. And then you have Abyss come out and bury <laughs> Eli Drake, which I have not watched a ton of Eli Drake. The little bit of promo I got to see him cut before this, I really liked watching him. He's somebody I'll watch more of now, but... Do you think it was a mistake get it, the crowd being excited for Jericho and giving them Ellsworth? Yes. Yeah, me too. That's I don't feel it. It's, it's so crazy because, what, like two years ago, Ellsworth was actually over, like legit, like positive reception over. And now it's like he can't even get legit heel heat. It's like people just don't want to see him. Yeah, the whole is time it, he came out, say? Eli Drake was being a, a shitty heel. And people were still cheering him over Ellsworth. There was, he yeah. was, Ellsworth was supposed to be the hero, and he's getting fuck you Ellsworth chants just from yeah. being out there. Yeah, no, that's why like, when you chose, and I, I just remember they made such a big deal out of Abyss coming out. And uh, what, what is he? They called him the Hall of Famer. Well, Did, he just, does Impact have their own Hall of Fame? Yeah. <laughs> so Abyss was just inducted into it. And I feel I like no one as fuck, but no one was talking about that, though. The biggest thing I feel like that happened at their Hall of Fame induction was Austin Aries and John Morrison getting into a fucking fight. Yeah. And I they're doing a really good job of I think we're getting worked. Are they? I think. With the Austin Aries stuff, I think I honestly I think it's all a work because it started with uh there was a tweet and then Morrison and Taya Valkyrie went on TMZ and yeah, talked I saw about that. talked about how far he went over the line then Aries they got in a fight at the Hall of Fame ceremony which WWE takes some goddamn notes your Hall of Fame ceremony is boring <laughs> as hell get some use fight. it to advance the storyline yeah use it <laughs> use it none of us are going to that that's why you no, sit put it. yeah yeah no i i see the thing about it is if it's a work, I, I hate this shit where the, like, it was Austin Aries no-selling Starship Pain from Johnny Impact. And that was the finish to that title match. Survivor Austin, cast member Johnny Impact. Yeah. And he gets up and he flips off the crowd and he bails. How do you, th- I hate this shit. This is Vince Russo shit. Well, that, where <laughs> you're not the did first the move beat him or not? That. Did the move beat him or not? Did Starship Pain beat Austin Aries or not? That's essentially like, like they can't have it both ways. 
it seems to me more than anything, they're just trying to make headlines and get us to watch Impact at this point. No, I mean, they did the same thing when they brought in Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and I don't want them to get to a point where we're like, it's getting kind of good, and then they do this shit. I mean, they can they can earn their reputation as being a pro wrestling product, and there's a there's a demand for that right now. Like, just doing stunts. I mean, I get you have to do things to kind of get eyes on your product, but it, if it's a work, it, it leaves a sour taste in my mouth. I don't like it. I mean, and by all, by all accounts, they're done working with Austin Aries. That's what I've been reading. And they've been trying to get Alberto El Patron back. <laughs> I, I can't. It, I, it doesn't flow. I'm it, still, I still want to call him Alberto Del Rio. Oh, man. Just between Ring of Honor and Impact, they have an entire good roster. Yeah. But they both have half of a roster I don't care about. Isn't that, but doesn't every roster roster have to have some guys that you like don't care about so that those guys can get beat? Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, if you care about, I mean, maybe somebody, maybe you can have a roster of everybody being important, but every time they talk about, you know, the yearly WWE cuts, I always have to remind myself, well, they got to have somebody to go out there and get their ass handed to them for my, for my enjoyment. So I don't know. I, I think you're right though. I mean, there's, there's half interest in some of those guys on both shows and that's and why i feel okay just tuning into a little bit yeah me too of each and, one yeah and, and i enjoy it like i said that there were some fun matches on this show um so if you haven't been watching the new impact wrestling you should probably give it a chance if I mean, you have we, been we watched the new pay-per-view on daily motion yeah. For whatever reason, it's available. Anything is available on Daily Motion. It's harder to find, but you can watch it. And it was in HD. What did you call it? You said Daily Motion's still kind of like the Wild West of the internet. No fucking rules over there. <laughs> no rules at all. Is there porn or something over there, too? Well, I mean, I haven't looked for it there because. Liar. Why would. Is there really somebody out there that's like, I go to Daily Motion for my pornography needs? That sounds like something you'd say. That sounds like something I would say. Yeah. Why? Why? It's Why? inconspicuous. Because you could just turn to the wife and be like, I'm watching that wrestling stuff again that you don't give a shit about. So I'm just watching it on the couch in front of her and the cats. Yeah. Just seems like you invited a stray cat in- inside for more excitement. This is a hell of an accusation on my part. I don't. That you're watching daily mo- motion porn. I don't like that you're throwing these, <laughs> these accusations around. I apologize. I take it back. You're not doing that. But uh, but I am. No, I mean, do you uh, have any final comments to kind of wrap up Bound for Glory or just like selling it to the people like if who I mean, there may be some people who are skeptical about giving Impact Wrestling a chance at all, but maybe even giving it a chance again if they used to watch TNA. I really think it's time to come back and just maybe see some familiar names like, you know, at this point, I'm really enjoying watching Callahan and OVE watching Pentagon and Phoenix. There, it's nice to have a show that I can go to that isn't just an indie promotion, you know, where I can watch them go down a storyline. Uh, same with Brian Cage. I'm, I don't know. And then also Tessa Blanchard. There's enough people there right now that it's absolutely worth tuning back in. Is everything going to be perfect? No. 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 But there's enough good there that it is worth jumping back in again. Good sell. I agree. I sign off on that. Um, keep an eye on it. Good stuff happening over there. There's reasons to tune in. 
Um, what would you like to go into next? Because I mean, I definitely got caught up on Raw and SmackDown this week. There's a bunch of stuff happening in WWE, and then there's the big story happening with WWE, which is. Well, I mean, fuck! It's Crown Jewel, man. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Oh, Are you angry happen. about it? Are it's you upset? Gonna... Uh, I think like everybody knows what WWE should do, and everybody knows what WWE is going to do. So you think they're going to fuck this up? So you want to have this conversation now? Yeah. So about WWE Crown Jewel. Yeah, I did a poll. Everyone kind of feels the same way. It's it's it's. I mean, I'm sure there's some examples of people who are like, what's the big deal? Just do the show. But that has been the minority voice at this point. Most people are still under the impression they need at least need to move the location of Crown Jewel. And some are, are adamant that they just cancel the thing outright. And we know how much money they have tied up in doing these shows in Saudi Arabia. But can you still have John Cena going out and praising Saudi Saudi Arabia when you know you have regular t- TV shows like John Oliver talking about WWE still doing this yeah I mean for those who don't know uh, I guess what was he like a, an ambassador to uh, Saudi Arabia is that is that what he was Jamal yeah. Khashoggi he was murdered by the Saudi Arabian government and there were ties there to the royals that WWE has been doing their business with who, what, they gave them, what, $30, $40 million to do Greatest Royal Rumble? Or or was this whole deal for See, I haven't seen an exact number. I just know that it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars, and it has to do with, like, two shows a year in Saudi Arabia over the course of 10 years, I believe. Yeah, it's a long-term deal for a lot of money. That's that's basically what you need to know. A lot of money and maybe some not-so-clean ties in the process. And... I mean, it's a 10-year deal, like you pointed out, and we're one year into this thing, and there's already some fucking issues. And this is a lot of money to WWE. I mean, this the surged their spike, or this spiked their uh, their um, stock when they made this deal on top of the deal that they had with Fox. I mean, this this is so huge for them, and yet here they are. They're in a, they're in a PR disaster right now where they can pull out of this deal and, or at least of this show and possibly permanently sever ties with people who are giving you a ton of money. <laughs> and, and I think this is the other thing that nobody's talking about. If it is as nefarious over there as, as they're making it seem, are these people that you really want to piss off by canceling a business deal? Well, I nobody's mean, talking guy, about that. The guy who was killed wrote some articles in the Washington Post criticizing Saudi Arabia, he ends up in Turkey and gets cut up with a bone saw. Yeah, that's lovely. That's uh that's fucking terrifying. Do you that that doesn't make me think of John Cena. That's hard that's hard to make a joke about. <laughs> but uh yeah, so so they they're in this situation now where I mean, I mean, they can go on with the show, and then that makes them look horrible. And does that damage the product? Does that damage their public image enough to warrant not going on with the show? And that's the big question here. And there's been an outcry from, from pro wrestling fans, from WWE fans, and from people who have nothing to do with either of those groups saying they should not be involved in this deal and they shouldn't be doing the show. What, what's your take on it? I think what's going to happen is the show's going to go on and that everybody's going to forget about it in a month or two. 
Do you blame the wrestling fans on that? I mean, isn't I think that's just the way things are right now. Not just in wrestling, but in the, the world. Well, that's a fair point, but I guess what I'm trying to say is as much as we can sit here and talk about I think I'm I'm with you. I, I think they should at the very least move the show to somewhere else. That's what you and I would probably both like to see them do. I want to see the Crown Jewel match or uh Crown Jewel pay per view take place in Vancouver, Canada. <laughs> they should just book Jericho's cruise. They yeah, can do a wrestling show, whatever, uh, whatever ocean liner he used. And at this at this point, Jericho's like, nah, man, all booked. Tried to get your people. You didn't want it. You decided to go over here and do this thing. I'm on a boat. It's being streamed on pay-per-view. I'm doing fine. When is that, by the way? Uh, that is, it's like the end of November or beginning of November because it starts somewhere around Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I think it's here in a couple weeks. Which, now that I know I can, uh, you know, watch it on the Honor Club Network, I absolutely oh, will. I want to see that. Do I want? Yeah, be I didn't that? know that it was going to be on Honor Club. Now I, I'm going to watch it too. Yeah, I'm. Ex- I'm excited. We're going to be able to watch the whole tournament, and that means we'll get to watch the uh, the Bucks of Jericho take on Bullet Club. Do you think there will be a, a kind of all in vibe on that ship? I think that's the vibe they want, but I can't see that. I mean, maybe this is just me. I have never, ever wanted to go on a cruise ship. Ever. Well, I mean, but the people who are there want to, presumably, because yeah. they paid for the ticket. I think it's just and a funny vibe. Like, I think still in my head, a cruise is still like an older person thing to do. And to I be, think that's changed, though. My my roommate goes on cruises quite frequently, and he seems to enjoy it. I, I don't know. Just I love wrestling. I love wrestling fans. I don't know if I want to be on a boat with y'all for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I think there maybe the vibe on that ship will be this is like you know a once in a lifetime unique experience, and uh, it's a bunch of my favorite wrestlers are here. But uh, it's a it's a and it's another wrestling vacation scenario. But yeah, Honor Club. I guess I'll be watching that. Uh, back to the point, though, uh, you would like to see them move it at least, and they maybe even possibly cancel it. And that's, like you said, it's probably not going to end up happening. And like you said, everyone's going to move on. So you could you could shame WWE for not moving the show, but then I guess to hold the fans' feet to the fire, there are some people who are canceling their network sub- subscriptions over this, but is it going to be enough to matter? Oh, they're lying. They haven't canceled it. They've said they were going to cancel it. They may think about canceling it. They're going to forget about it, and it's just going to keep getting charged to their credit card. Well, that's the thing is that it's it's not like you sign up for a year with WWE Network. Network. You go month to month. So, yeah, it's, you can, for a week, say it's canceled. It's not, And then a month later, there's a paper you want to watch so you reactivate it. Well, maybe they want us to all cancel just to see how many new uh, viewers Bullet Club is actually bringing in when they join. <laughs> <laughs> Um, burn it down. Yeah. Start from scratch. <laughs> Give them two hundred five live. Make it their show. Impacted something called a concrete jungle match. Look into that. <laughs> That's the idea that he takes away. That's the only <laughs> thing he cares about. Good lord. I I think, but it's fucked up to me because I think you're right. I think the fans like they're gonna howl and bitch and piss and moan about it, and then nothing's gonna happen. And they know that. Like, what are they gonna do? Like, just give up watching this, like, give up this hobby that they've had for how many years? 
Well, I think that's this. what I was watching uh, Chris Jericho on Larry King last night. And he was talking about how there are no more passionate fans than wrestling, kiss, and Star Wars. They love it and they bitch about everything. Yeah. So we're never going to stop watching wrestling. But do you think this is a different kind of? I mean, I feel like you're downplaying it a little bit as to, oh, well, it's not going to end up mattering. But do, does does it not feel? Does this scandal not feel different to you? It feels bad because it's on an international level and it involves a murder. Uh, it but, seems, but is this better or worse than the Chris Benoit thing? Hmm. I'm trying to think how to answer that because the Benoit thing, a little their fault, but they didn't do anything. This was one where a bad thing happened and they chose to just go along with it. Right. Like they they, they had somebody who eventually became a murderer under their, you know, they, they had him employed. But they, but they obviously cut ties with him as soon as they knew he was a murderer. This is them doing business with people that are pretty well proven to be murderers. And they're just going along with it because the money's right. I mean, I, I think that's an interesting question to ask. To me, it feels worse. It feels bigger than that. And the world's paying attention. For now, until the next bad thing happens, and then we'll forget about this and move on. We're just I, circling the drain at this point. I mean, yeah, it's it sucks that it's happening, and I I personally would prefer they just don't do it, but I feel like we know the WWE is just going to do it. They really backed themselves into a corner because they tied all this really huge, important stuff into the show, too. So, like yeah, if this show gets canceled, so now we have all these rumors that Shawn Michaels might be fighting AJ at WrestleMania. Yeah. But if this match doesn't happen, that probably doesn't happen either, right? Right. Like, that's what I'm saying is that, well, but even just going like to the magnitude of some of these matches, like they have the Brothers Destruction and they reunited DX for this. They have AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for this. Like, they're really bringing, they're, they're pulling out all the stops for this show. And now they're in this situation where it's like, well, fuck, what do we do when, if we cancel this? We probably lose Shawn Michaels again. Which is, again, how fucked up is that to say that if Sean's not getting his Saudi Arabia payday, he's the, probably the fuck out of there? <laughs> I don't, I don't blame him, though, where he's like, yeah, the reason I was coming back was the money. How could you not blame him for that, though? That's him saying, I, like, like, like he's, not, he's not refusing to go there right now. Like, he's not, you know what I mean? Like, like if he's choosing to accept the blood money... But like, do any of saying, them have the choice at this point? Do all of them have the choice of get fired well, that, or be at the that's show? The big, that's been the other big story. I guess it was AP or the AP or somebody reported that there's a bunch of anonymous people inside WWE, and I'm assuming they're remaining anonymous because they're afraid of being reprimanded or fired or whatever or jobbed the fuck out, um, who feel uncomfortable going over there just because they think it's dangerous. I mean, this is, and this has nothing, this is not even touching the fact that once again, the women are not allowed to be a part of this show. This has trumped that fucking scandal. I mean, this is a big fucking deal. And it's, it's, it's a lot of negative fucking shit to cover, but I mean, how often do we have a really big mainstream pro wrestling related story fall into our lap like this? Very rarely. And it sucks because I was ready to talk about Total Divas. <laughs> You'd be talking about that by yourself. That'd be total diva's <laughs> masturbation for you. You'd be self-pleasuring. 
Hey, there, I don't know how you can still I don't know how you can still watch that after the way Ronda Rousey fucking roasted the Bellas on Raw. Everybody, if we're gonna transition into that and just go to something lighter, because I know you have an opinion on it. I'm fine with the way she roasted him, but what's funny is there's half the people saying it's the best promo she's done, and the other half saying, yeah, it was a good promo, but she's just saying what we're all saying. I was like, what do you want from her? You're never... Wait, what? The, the What I heard was, yeah, it was a good promo, and then the other half I heard was, no, it wasn't a good promo because it was slut-shaming. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> You're not a spectator of this podcast. You have to. Per- you don't just get to be the outside commentary. <laughs> oh, that's not good. <laughs> what do you think, motherfucker? I said, that was my comment. That was my thought. That's not good. But, but, but it's like you stepped out of your body for a minute <laughs> as the host of the show. Do okay. you agree? I mean, what's your real take on that? I think that if Rhonda thinks that knocking down John Cena's door and banging John Cena is a bad thing, she needs to uh, to fuck right off. Uh huh. So I you're mean, turning on Rhonda now. Thought she was your girl. I love Rhonda, but Nikki is my future best friend. Oh my god! It's because she sent you that video where she gave you a kiss, isn't it? Didn't she give me make a kissy face at you? She said that I looked very sexy dressed as her. And that she can't wait to meet me in person. This is not a joke. It is not a joke. Nikki Bella sent you a video. For for our listeners who don't know this, Garrett got a personalized video message from Nikki Bella. And buddy, she signed his hat. My buddy Luke work is the editor for Dancing with the Stars. I asked if I sent him my Nikki Bella hat if he could get it autographed. He showed her a picture of me dressed as her for Halloween. And uh, recorded a nice video. I don't think we're going to be best friends, but I love Nikki Bella, and I I think people hate me for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's part of your charm, though. It's yeah. Favorite movie: Crank Two, High Voltage. Favorite lady wrestler: Nikki Bella. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a troll. I'm not a troll. Is there any way you can get that video of, of <laughs> Nikki Bella? talking to you and share that on our social media yes i can do that i will i will share that on thursday we're recording this on wednesday so i'll I'll put that up on thursday i was gonna say like i feel like more people need to see that and i feel like that has not been talked about enough you should appreciate that i think we uh, learned in the last couple days that the bella the bella army they're they're feisty bella army ain't nothing to fuck with and uh, our our good pal queen of the ring learned that yeah. With her sarcastic no, I, comment about the Bellas. And you know what I did? I helped feed that fire by turning on her. Is that your thing? Is it, is your thing now as you go on the internet, you tried to get a war going between me and and the people who were excited about Venom and from whatever Lady Gaga movie that was? Yeah. Did you hear that? Did you, you hear know, that I, intentional disrespect that I, I put on that? That was, uh, you know what? You said Megan was going to make you take her to see that, and I hope she does. Megan, make him go see that. It is his duty, is your significant other, to take this, to take you to this movie. That's fine. I'll go have a good time. You will have a great time. <laughs> when I go to a movie, I want to. Um, but no, I yeah, the, no, the Bella Army is nothing to fuck with. That's that's no joke. And Queen of the Ring found that out. And yeah, they'll come for you. 
And because of that, I told her I'm going because what she said was, oh, great. I can't wait to see how many Bella cosplays I see at Evolution with a Becky Lynch gif <laughs> of an eye roll. They didn't appreciate the sarcasm. I kind of liked it. And Queen of the Rings is going to have to deal with me dressing as Nikki Bella for WrestleMania this year, even though it's going to be outside in April. That's exciting. But I've, I I'm can't ca- wait to see that. I do hope that over Christmas, you and I can get a picture as Nikki Bella and John Cena together and, you know, make that our Christmas card. You know what's fucked up about that? I was in Hot Topic the other day, and they had that lime green, bright John Cena shirt on clearance. And I thought about how funny it would be to buy that and send a picture to you of me <laughs> wearing that. Like, just like, yeah, this is who I am now. Even if you just sent me a picture from the dressing room of a Hot Topic. Wearing that? Yes. <laughs> I can make that happen. But, uh, no, I, I agree. It was, it was, here's the thing. I remember when we were talking about Ronda Rousey when she first signed about how long it would take her to find her groove. She's just coming off having one, like her best match she's had in WWE. She just had a fire promo. Now, given most of that was probably handed to her, you would have to think like the, the lines were probably fed to her as to what to say. But it, it was well delivered. It was, I mean, I, this might upset some people. It was a segment that got people talking. And for as much as I've heard people to say that they're not building the Evolution pay-per-view enough, I don't know. The best segments from Raw and SmackDown this week may very well have been the women's segments. That makes me very happy to hear. I'm excited about Evolution. Me too. Are you sad that you're not going? I am. That's one I really wish I could be in the building for, but... You know, you've had you've had a hell of a year wrestling. Can't, can't go to them all. Yeah, but uh, no. Uh, what and else actually, happened Queen on of the Raw Ring this week? And uh, our friend Kayla from the Music City Horror Podcast are both going to be there, so I'm sure we'll uh, talk to one Those of them about the experience in the room. Yeah, we'll have to get them on the pod to talk about it. I know uh, Kayla's been wanting to come on, so maybe we can get her on for that one. That's a perfect opportunity. What else happened on Raw? Did you happen to catch it or? Uh, I did. I don't think I watched Raw. I watched a bunch of the SmackDown stuff, which was kind of weird. What was weird about it? Because I mean, I watched I watched most of Raw, but I watched all of SmackDown. I thought the Evolution thing was kind of weird. Because that were they ever on SmackDown? Well, that was my the first thing I turned. We were I was watching it with Megan, and I turned around. I was like, "This is weird that they're here. This is clear just to. I mean, it's a reason to tune in. But they definitely were a Raw stable. Evolution was not a SmackDown group." At all. Batista's looking cooler than ever. He got, a hell, he got a fun promo. I think the crowd was more receptive of him than he, they were back when he returned f- during Daniel Bryan's Yes Movement. Well, he's a movie star now, and he didn't have to go in there up against the most popular guy in the company. Yeah, good for him. No, looking cool I'm, as shit in his leather jacket. Like, this guy, Hollywood Dave Batista, I think is going to be a, a winner. You think so? Unless he goes up against Triple H at WrestleMania, then he's going to give Triple H that one thing that he's never had. Which is? Well, he said he's never beat Batista. Oh, you think he's going to? Really? I wouldn't come back for that. I know Dave Dave has said that he wants to come back to work a program with Triple H. And what was funny is I was there from basically when the moment Batista turned and left Evolution... I followed that feud live in person at multiple shows when that happened. So, man, that, I mean, years later to be revisiting that, like, do people, is that something you think people would want to see? Do I don't know. 
not i mean at this point it's a show where you get to see some of the new wrestlers and then legends did you like smackdown 1000 uh, I thought it was cool getting to see AJ versus, or not AJ, but Nakamura versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Were you surprised that Mysterio was the one that went over? Or did you know that they were going to use him? Did you know? Did you knew? Did you know that they were going to use him, like for this? <laughs> once, once again, going back to Crown Jewel, this World Cup to determine the best in the world, and then CM Punk comes out. Yeah, aren't is everybody in that tournament old? Do we have any young names in there? I guess The Miz well, is probably the youngest guy right now, right? Jeff Hardy. Orton. Randy Orton. Cena. Cena uh, Ray. Mysterio. I think there Rollins? was a bit where everybody that was Seth in it was Rollins over 40. Seth Rollins is in it, though. Okay. so <laughs> we, Yeah. So he'll get to take that huge trophy on his in his carry-on. <laughs> that huge trophy that may or may not exist, depending upon what happens over the next week. <laughs> <laughs> if this doesn't happen and we never find out who the best in the world is, I am going to be a little upset. It's going to be the new, is Bray Wyatt actually Sister Abigail? Maybe he finally shows up since women can't wrestle. They're like, well, what about this? He is Sister Abigail. It's true. He's been off TV for a little bit, hasn't he? No, I enjoyed SmackDown. I mean, I, I did want to take a moment on the podcast to say back in the day, SmackDown was my brand, man. That was we didn't where we were where we were growing up, we didn't have UPN. And the only way you could watch SmackDown is you had to wait, what was it, Friday night or Saturday night? I think it was Saturday night. Saturday night they showed the rerun of SmackDown on our local news station. They would syndicate that shit. And I would get caught up on that at like midnight. I would sit home alone, watch SmackDown, and this is back when you had like Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar and Matt Hardy, and it was just different than Raw. It was better than Raw because Raw at the time was the Triple H show. So I've got a lot of fond SmackDown memories, and that's kind of always been the brand I've pulled for because I know that Vince doesn't keep as close an eye on that show. And so some of the stuff they were showing, I was pretty emotional seeing some things that I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, old Eddie Guerrero stuff really got me. Um, the edge segment on SmackDown with Charlotte and Becky was fucking phenomenal. Is that feud still, they're building it well? Yeah, I think so. people are still into it. I think, I think the one thing that they don't, they're really trying hard to make Becky Lynch the heel. And it's funny because I've seen road dog on Twitter trying to deny that that's what they're doing. Like, just like being like, you guys don't know. You don't know what we're doing back here. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, yeah, sure. You, you and you're like, motherfucker, Becky. do you know? <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I want to be like. Like, I, I'm not, I mean, I get, I'm not the, the brightest motherfucker ever, but Jesus Christ, like, you had her make a threatening comment to Edge about him being a pussy and he might hurt his neck getting out of the ring. Like, they're clearly making her a bitch. I, I actually kind of like if uh, Becky Lynch is calling Edge a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a baby face? That makes her even cooler. <laughs> I love I love this new Becky Lynch. I mean, you're a huge you Becky Lynch mark, so you have to be happy that not only is she getting TV time, but she's badass as hell and people love her. Yeah, people are loving her for it. You're I getting, think you're getting a lot better thing with her than I am with uh with Candice LeRae down in NXT. I know you're really bummed because I'm I'm in your mind you're like NXT got this Huge female superstar in Candice LeRae. They have so many cool things they could do with her. She and jobs they basically every made match. her. 
Is it punishment for knowing Johnny Gargano? It's like, well, they can't both win. <laughs> but Johnny hasn't been winning a ton lately either. I don't know what's going on over there. Like, I'm still, the show's great. It just makes me sad that I was like, fuck yeah, this is actually one of my favorites that I could see doing well over here. And, uh, but I mean, it's kind Vince of the heard you. It's, oh yeah, he knew that he's like, what? Garrett likes Chris Hero? Make him tuck his basketball jersey into his underpants. <laughs> Well, supposedly what was the big thing that dropped the other day on social media was somebody had reported that Vince has never watched a single episode of NXT. I saw that. I saw that Triple H said, he's like, I'm amazed by the insight he can give me from the six seconds he's seen of it. <laughs> to me, I was almost like, that sounds sarcastic. Well, then I saw some people coming back and be like, that can't be true. Vince was at such and such NXT show. And I took the comment to mean that Vince has never sat down and watched an episode like from his office, like maybe he's seen stuff happening at the performance center and maybe he's been at a show and like watched that. I mean, I but, can say that I was stood there with Vince McMahon and watched uh, NXT out of San Jose. Yeah. WrestleMania weekend. He was standing directly behind me. That but the gist time. of the comment was that he doesn't tune in for the show. He doesn't follow along to see what the production's like. Oh, for sure. For sure. Or else... I think if he saw how hot those guys were, you would want them to just continue who they are there onto this show. Yeah, that, it definitely would explain the disconnect. I don't think anybody's surprised if that is, in fact, the truth that that's the case. I'm trying to think about because we're we're actually just at an hour, so we're Jesus. This one went by fast. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like to what else about. we need to... Oh, we didn't talk about this. This was something... Uh, so Queen of the Ring and I had a bet. We had a bet to see who could get Joey Ryan's blow pop first. Yeah, this was a, this was a big breaking thing within the last week, and it seems like it, it, it ruined you. It, uh, it, this has affected me deeply. So I, the bet lasted less than a week before she got it. And so, I think that's so what hurts what the happened. most. So she went to an MLW show in New York. She ended up front row. Joey Ryan stuck the blow pop right in her mouth. A lot of video footage. I get a text while she's at the show with him in the background and her with a blow pop in her mouth. Do you think she pulled some underhanded shit where she met him in a meet and greet or something beforehand and, and explained the situation? See, I wouldn't be surprised if Queen of the Ring cheats. <laughs> I was in the middle of taking a drink of water. I almost spit it out. She's what? she's into some heelish shit. I have a feeling. I feel like this some the betrayal is coming soon. Like she knows some shit. I mean, how many think about all the interactions that she has had in the last year with some pretty big names on on the independents. Yeah, she's working us. This stuff isn't happening on accident. No. She's in with all these companies somehow. There's got to be something going on. I mean, and I think I'm more hurt that none of these companies want me to be part of it. <laughs> it's because it's because they found out that you're more interested in Total Bellas. That's what the the deal is. Well, then why doesn't Total Bellas invite me on? Because you're just not appealing to that crowd. Well, goddamn Teddy Hart was on Total Bellas this week, and I thought that was fucking hilarious. Because when he <laughs> when he walked through the door, TJ looked so pissed. And he he had a look on his face like last time Teddy was here, the salt shakers went missing. Like that was, I, I think that's what's going on. Have you been keeping up with Ms. and Mrs.? Well, it's, you know, it's on a hiatus right now. Season one was over, so we're waiting for season two. 
So what you're telling me right now is you did watch every single episode like as it aired. Oh, 100%. That was one that I tuned in every week. <laughs> you're such an amazing, unique host. And I didn't talk about it once for the listener's sake, even though I think there's a few of you out there who enjoy it with me. We did t- talk about it briefly because I did watch a little bit of a couple of episodes. But, oh, man, there was... You know, if you watched Total Divas this week, you get to see how great of a pair Lana and Jim the Anvil Nineheart were together. They were supposed That's to go of... out. They were supposed to go out and buy meat for for Natty's barbecue, but instead they went to a bar and got super wasted together. Well, that's kind of a sad story, now, isn't it? No, I think it's a happy moment. Like you know that one of the last that he loved Lana and they got to get drunk together. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jim. I was going to ask, um, we have a week, a week from now, we're going to be doing our Halloween special. The Halloween and help and takeover is what the I Halloween call it. Helping, the Halloween help and predetermined takeover, I guess is what we're calling it. Um, obviously, I mentioned earlier, we're going to have uh, listeners submit some Halloween themed matches to us that we need to watch. We're going to try to watch a few of those, but I was going to recommend one to you and you were going to recommend one to me. So you've got a couple days to get your shit together and get me something really juicy to watch. Well, I got to make sure that Freddy Krueger hasn't had a match in any promotion yet, and I'll <laughs> I'll find something. God. I'm obligated to get caught up and watch that Chucky com- uh, that Chucky promo. Just okay. Just thinking of uh, horror shows and just something horrific. Last night I watched for the first time Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam. Oh, you had never seen that, dude. I had seen the clips of the overselling, but I had never seen that match start to finish. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think that there are so many elements of Chuck Taylor's career that he pulled directly from that match. He's like, people like that. I truly think that might be the greatest comedy match I've ever seen in my entire life. And nobody knew it was coming. That's the thing. I was there for the build to that. I think that was between our senior year of college and uh or sorry our senior year of high school and freshman year of college i think that that was like summer 05 and it was a big deal that they had hogan doing a program with hbk i mean it was i mean it's kind of weird because they did it at SummerSlam. i mean this was wwe giving that match it's you know that's the wrestlemania match but they gave it to SummerSlam, and holy fuck i can't believe you hadn't seen that yet so was hogan pissed so yeah so here's the story if you if you didn't already know from from the way I understand it, the plan was for them to do, I think, three matches. And Hogan agreed to it, and Sean agreed to it. And the idea was Hogan would win the first match, Sean would win the second match, and then they would find out whatever, somebody would go over in the third match. Well, they, they, they agree to it, and they're getting down to getting ready to do the pay-per-view, and then Hogan manufactures some injuries and needing to take some time off and he's not going to be able to do the other two matches. And so Sean's going to just lose in their first match together. This is going to happen once and Sean's going to lose. And everybody knows the knows HBK's reputation for, I don't know, some of his interactions with not putting people over in the past, but now he's come up against the ultimate politicker and, Hulk Hogan and Hogan's going over and HBK ain't happy about it. So he expresses it in the match by overselling like a motherfucker. Like, I just love, there's a, a point when he gets punched and falls out of the ring. Oh yeah. Like Doesn't goes like across flip the, up the ramp or something. Oh my God. He, yeah. 
And But I think what's even more entertaining to me is that it turns into a fucking horror show because Hogan Blades, I, would you say he bladed too far or too much? Yep. Because he is soaked in blood in a yeah. match that he has been beating the shit out of another guy who doesn't yeah. have a mark on him. This guy gets one hit on him and now he's gushing. So if anything, Hogan's like, oh, you're going to oversell? You hit me once and I'm just about to bleed out. <laughs> It was just a competition and who can oversell the biggest and, you know, two of the biggest names in, of all time in wrestling. Hogan's fucking bright red mustache that he's like spitting blood like cause it's just running into his mouth. I was I was in tears watching this thing. I love it. <laughs> I didn't expect it to end there, but uh, I think the other weird thing about this is Sean does all this shit, but the match still has to end with them shaking hands and Sean being like, I needed to know. I needed to know if I was better than you. I'm not. After all that stuff. It was just such a weird match. And to know that the reason I watched it is because that was on the same one with the Lita love triangle stuff and the Dominic thing. Yeah. So that might go down in history as the weirdest fucking pay-per-view I've ever seen in my life. And I would have not been disappointed to be in the building for that one. <laughs> I'd been trying to get you into wrestling during that time period, but... Yeah, just I just didn't happen. I just wasn't listening to you, and I owe you so many apologies. <laughs> the greatest stuff, the ruthless aggression era. Fuck, man. I yeah, more ruthless aggression. I'm trying to think of uh, what else do we need to talk about before we get out here. Um, oh, this last week I did uh, Pilar's Mary Buck podcast, and I don't believe yeah, we promoted. I, how that did that? How did that end up going? We haven't had the chance about, to listen to it yet. We talked for about three hours. So it ended up, I think, getting split into two episodes. Uh, there were some things that I got asked while I, <laughs> while I was there that I wasn't ready for, and I definitely would have done things differently. I got Preview the episode from what you remember. Uh, let's see. I got, it ended up being a lot of listener questions. So it was just a lot of me getting questioned about things, like things I wasn't expecting and ready for, like what's my favorite song? Uh, that I, I just didn't have an answer for ready. I also got a Mary fucker kill, which I later, while I was in bed, realized, Ooh, you got somebody mixed up in that one. And what you said might've been offensive. So my, oh, man, my Mary fucker kill on the show was boogeyman, Eugene and fuck. Who else was in that? I don't, uh, may young. Oh my God. Yeah. And in my head, even though I heard Eugene, I even though Eugene was said, what I heard was Ralphus. <laughs> and I was very, very quick to kill Eugene. And she's like, she seemed surprised that I was so quick, like, oh yeah, he's dead. And yeah, then what? <laughs> and then later when I realized who I was actually talking about, I was like, Oh man. Oh, yeah. Oh. I was you ready to kill. Up. I was gonna kill Ralphus, not Eugene. This is where you tell me my answer is still the same. Well, I didn't change it. Like it's, <laughs> it, I would have just done it with more tact. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> That's what you say there. <laughs> That's funny, but you said it went well. I mean, how can they find her podcast? Uh, hop on iTunes and Spotify. It's the Mary Buck podcast. And we did talk a little bit about wrestling crimes, but honestly, for the most part, it is just straight wrestle talk and just, you know, the usual nonsense that you would get out of our show as well. So there's bonus Garrett content out there. Oh, yeah. If you want to hear more of me, it's happening out there. Uh, I guess 
once again, just send us some Halloween-themed uh, matches if you have any of those. We're doing our Halloween episode next week. It's my takeover. Um, you know the usual. Garrett, plug our social media. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, at WrestleHangout, at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram, at WrestleHangout on Facebook. Do us a huge favor. Hop on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. If you leave us a five-star review, we will talk about literally anything you want. Best match you've ever seen. Worst match you've ever seen. Uh, if you can find an obscure horror movie that you want us to watch that has a pro wrestler in it. Like, I just had, uh, fuck, who was it? Johnny, uh, it's, it's, it's one of your buddies. One of your baseball buddies. Oh, I think. Yeah, uh, JD. J- okay. My friend JD. Uh, JD sent, uh, was he the one that sent me the picture of the uh, New Japan movie? Yes. Okay, JD sent me a picture. It was called, fuck, what was it called? Uh, it was Kaiju something, but it was a, an actual horror movie of Godzilla-style monsters where Kota Ibushi and Minoru Suzuki are the same size as these monsters fighting them. You better believe I already have that in my cart. That is being shipped to me this week. Maybe I'll talk about that a little bit for the Halloween episode. That would make sense if it's a horror movie. That ties in. I'm, um, it's a, I mean, it's a monster movie, but you know, you get to see Kota and you know, fucking Minoru Suzuki fighting monsters. <laughs> but yeah it really helps us out if you leave that five star review we would appreciate it very very much uh derek anything else no i think that's it for this week uh thanks for listening guys and hope you have a <laughs> hope you have a nice week <laughs> why is that so funny do you not hope they have a nice <laughs> week that, that makes seems... it seem sarcastic let me let me try that again have a good week everyone hit our goddamn music